Send you back to Arkansas, all right. If you don't do right, so get your shit together. Before we started, we had to spend a, send a special shout out to the legendary Ray Charles, who, as we're recording this, it was actually his born day. Shout out to him, underrated legend. And frankly, what's that? His, his what? It was his what day? You heard me. Did I stutter? I said his born day. Oh. I either day he was born. I mean, technically, that's not wrong. It's like the way people come into this world and the way people leave this world, Platt refuses to just use the term everybody else uses for both of those things. He's got his own phrase for each of them. Because I don't like those terms. <laughs> so I use my own. <laughs> I don't like those terms. All words are made up. Excuse the hell out of me. I apologize for interrupting your speech on Ray Charles' born day. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> But just real quick, man, just to to summarize, uh, one of the most amazing things about Ray is that he is the first black artist that I know of that actually owned his master recordings, which, considering that's a fight that we're still fighting to this day, back in that particular era, that's damn impressive. So I, I just wanted to give a shout out and to Ray Charles and celebrate him a little bit on his born day. That's what but I'd I digress. Say. That's what I'd say. Tell me what I say. That's what I'd say. His Tell born, me what I say. His born day. Hey, hey. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. <sighs> Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Laugh at me, Andrew. I can see you over there tired as hell. Let me see how many home runs you hit today. I didn't. I didn't know this was baseball. What, what are we doing? I thought we were talking chop, talking wrestling, talking stuff. I don't know. Are we even talking wrestling this week? You meant what I know. Oh yeah, true. Can I sell some shirts right quick? Is that okay with you, gentlemen? Yeah, I don't know. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> you better, otherwise you're gonna be selling oranges down by the freeway. I'd probably make more revenue. Better than revenue. a van down by the river. I'd probably make more revenue. But seriously. Use your heads, support your favorite website for news, reviews, and analysis with attitude by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. If you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out, we've got something on there for you. 
We've got Jeez Did the Job, Safe Tag Team Wrestling, Hashtag Journalism, many, many others. My esteemed colleague actually has on one of our illustrious chair shot t-shirts as we speak. Hashtag branding. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt, and you've already heard these two yahoos. Andrew Belaz and Commissioner Tunney. Yahoos, how you do? Yahoo! Yahoo! Yeah, there you go. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh-huh. Yep, yeah, there you go. That's the best y'all could come up with? It was different, and you used a different word, so we used a different thing. I don't know, should we start making up English again like you do with Born Day? Yeah, why do we have not? All why right. can't we make up words? What, only white people are allowed to make up words? Man, screw y'all. No I'm making up that. words. Matter of fact, no one said that. Zigavuma. That's the word now. Yeah, what, that what does it you mean? You might have just insulted someone in some language. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you you don't even know what you said right there. Oh, you know what that is? That's the new uh that's the new promo code at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. <laughs> yeah, type in Zigamuvunda and see if it fucking pops anything. <laughs> or if you Jeez. summon Satan. I don't know. Fucking figure it out. I've seen 72 <laughs> spellings of the word, so good luck. Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to have a whole small, tiny village in Kazakhstan sacrificing a, a sheep to, to curse me. You know, my hair going to start falling out and whatnot. You're expecting like a tiny village in Kazakhstan to just decide to listen at some point and be like, oh, he said the word. He said the word of incantation. We must sacrifice the sheep. What the heck? Well, you know how here in America, when you say certain words, it kind of trips the wire on your cell phones, computers and stuff like that. So maybe the one computer in that tiny village in Kazakhstan, I just said the word and that tripped it. So now, it's sir, still, sir, it's still- sir, I have eyes on the, the Kazakhstan rebels. And believe it or not, they're all they're all wearing chair shot T-shirts. Yes, but the thing is that one computer in Kazakhstan is still coin-fed and on dial-up, so I think you're okay. Don't worry about it. The Negro is on to us. We must eliminate him. <laughs> all right, that that's what Borat Two is going to be all about. It's going to be a quest to kill Chris Platt. That's what it is. Respect, yo. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you gotta put Pamela Anderson in a bag in the first one and then you know Chris Platt in a body bag in the other one it's gonna be fine well apparently folks I might need security which is all the more reason to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt <clears throat> so we can pay for my security when the Kazakhstanians come after me you brought that back around good I liked it thank you <laughs> yeah man I didn't just fall off the turnip truck I kinda know what I'm doing at this point is that another dig at the Kazakhstanians or no? <laughs> no? No, no, no. I got no no beef with the Kazakhstanians or Stanians or whatever. I have no beef whatsoever. As a matter of fact, uh, that means peace. I, I, I really I really want to do a bad Kazakhstan accent and say no turnips fall off my truck. <laughs> nice, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, so before I get canceled by any other tiny countries nobody's ever heard of, you guys want to talk? They don't have Twitter. It's safe. Don't worry about it. Who doesn't have Twitter at this point? The only spot they don't have Twitter is, um, what's that island out there that was never colonized? That the white folks never made it to? Colonized. Um, never, thank it was, you. Never, they, never, they haven't had a born day? 
No, they, they didn't have a colonoscopy. That's what he was going for. They never had a finger up their ass. Fuck. <laughs> They've had thousands of years of born days, and a lot of them got up out of here as well, or transitioned. But it, it's literally the only place in the country, in the world, rather, that hasn't been colonized. What is the name of that island? Oh, that's going to bug me. That's really going to bug me. A anywho, I guess we can talk some wrestling now. <laughs> no, from North Sentinel. That's what it is. From I think his, you were just going to spout it out at some point randomly. From his born day all the way till he transitioned, he still couldn't figure out the name of that island. I literally just said the name of the island. North Sentinel. No, that's not That's not it. No, that's it. Cause, and the reason they never were colonized because if you get close, they see you coming in the water, they start chucking spears at your ass trying to get you to be like, all right, it's time to turn around. And then so if you wash that up... Stop the boat. I wonder if someday we'll come up with a defense a for spears shot. being chucked at us. It, it, They're they doing something right. They're doing something right. And then you if know, you wash up on the island, they just kill you automatically. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Yeah, too bad we don't have a thing like a plane or a tank. Who's you're really gonna bomb North Sentinel Island? They ain't bombing I didn't nobody. Bomb it, but you know it's pretty hard to penetrate a plane with a spear. <laughs> like, all right, you go fly a plane over North Sentinel and come back and uh, tell us all about it. I will. Once it might have two dents. Hey, and on the way back, let's stop at Madagascar and get all them lemurs. Damn it! Oh, I want the king one with the funny accent and the crowd, and he's like, yeah, da 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 da. It's gonna be great. Yep, it's it's oh, Bor it's Borat. It's that was the not like that? that was the tie-in. No, They're but both, they talk, right? All those, that's a Borat voice. That's Sasha Baron Cohen. That... Everything no, talks at Just because you don't yes, understand it, same... don't mean it's not talking. <sighs> Another transition ruined. Well, we'll be right back with wrestling talk. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. <sighs> Very, very sad topic, gentlemen. We have lost the other half of the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, if you will. Animal has transitioned and is no longer with us. Um, I, I would like to think that they're forming the most badass tag team and, you know, Heaven's Wrestling uh, promotion up there. I mean, think about the promotion you could put together uh, with wrestlers past that that would be very fun to think about but he's going to be missed i mean obviously one of the one of the greatest tag teams of all time without question and to disregard some of the um <clears throat> we'll say more controversial statements he made uh, in later years to a lot of our younger listeners I don't know if they realize just how big the Road Warriors war were. I mean, in the 80s, it was Hogan, it was Flair, and it was the Road Warriors. And not necessarily in that order. I mean, you got these big behemoth-ass guys with these funky haircuts and the cool face paint and the spikes coming out to Black Sabbath's uh, um, Iron Man. 
I mean, the Road Warrior Pop literally became a thing because of that, and they they were huge. And again, you might not realize that, especially some of the younger ones, because their time in WWF slash E was lackluster at best. They got into that a little bit on the Dark Side of the Ring episode that happened this season, which that might kind of explain why they kind of flamed out in the WWF. But yeah, without question, one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Do you know the reason they came out to Iron Man? Why is that? Because they got three pops. One, when the drum started. Two, mm-hmm. two for the first riff. And three, mm-hmm. when they finally saw him. They got three pops in one entrance. Nice. That's smart. But yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody around our age, older, or even anybody talking about wrestling would be dumb enough to kind of downplay the effect that the Road Warriors had on wrestling, tag team wrestling, their drawing ability. I mean, there, there's so many stories if from, like, RF videos and, you know, kayfabe commentaries that Dusty didn't even want to put the Road Warriors over certain points or towards the top because they drew better than he did. Or he'd split them off onto different shows just so he was the draw. So that that tells you something when there's big names like a Flair or a Dusty, and the Road Warriors still outdrew them in certain spots depending on who, or sometimes not even depending on who. And to go to the dark side of the ring comment, they still drew well not together. Hawk and Kinsuke Sasaki as Power Warrior, you know, they still did really well in Japan. You know, Animal, sure, the Heidenreich LOD 2000 thing was a shell of what it was, but it still kind of got the pop. People still recognized what it was. So, and Animal might not have had quite the same success locally without Hawk, but just just the look, the concept, it just sold even with only half of the people. And Animal was still active in different promotions up until, I think, a year or two ago, where he was still showing up in, like, final deletions when the Hardys were in impact and they were doing like the tag team thing animal did a spot there and how many tag teams still do a doomsday device or a variation of the doomsday device and it still looks cool it still gets a big pop everybody still knows where that comes from so that that's got to account for something and i don't think it's a stretch to say that we'll not ever see a phenomenon like that in wrestling again I mean, these guys, there, there was also a reason they were called the Road Warriors, because they would go from territory to territory, kicking ass, taking names. <laughs> you know what I mean? Been there, did that, got the t-shirt, and then they'd move on to the next spot, and they just kept it moving. But I just keep going back to the impact that they had in the industry and how big they were at one time. Because, again, if you didn't live through it, you really don't have an understanding. Like, I talk to kids now. Hell, I talk to Amber. Amber doesn't even realize how big Urkelmania was. And you know what I mean? So there's just certain <laughs> things that if you weren't there, you don't know. And I, I almost feel like the Road Warriors are like that. And in in a lot of ways, they've almost been lost to history. What, if any, tag teams would you put ahead of them all time? I wouldn't put any. With all due respect to the, the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express... Who drew uh, you know shits tons of money as well and were main event acts? I'm too young, so I didn't get to see Ray Stevens and uh, Nick Bockwinkle managed by Bobby Heening, but I've heard they were a force to be reckoned with as well. But as far as the modern era, meaning what 75 to now, I can't put anybody ahead of them. 
Yeah, I mean, you're you're not gonna get some random old all Japan team or New Japan or anything like that out of me either, because the the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, whatever it was, was that's where they're at. I think the, the only other one in my personal biased opinion kind of way of looking at things the Steiners I would yes I was gonna say I'd put the Steiners up there with them but I wouldn't necessarily say the Steiners are better I I would put the Hardys ahead of them because of because of the generation of wrestlers they've inspired and they've had a number of great matches as well and they've gone on to have equal success single as well I mean, that adds up. I, I just think it's a whole new era that they ushered in. And I know that they did it with the Dudleys and with Edge and Christian, but Legion of Doom and Road Warriors, they had their fair share of talent that they got to work with as well. I think that hurts your argument, at least from my perspective, just hear me out, is if the Hardys were good solo, they weren't really a team. They weren't known as the team. Road Warriors were known as the Road Warriors. If you're going to pick somebody from that Hardys era, Team 3D, the Dudleys, whatever you want to call them, are probably the only real, true tag team that's known for their tag team stuff. Sure, there was that stint where Bully Ray was actually pretty good, pretty effective, but nobody's going to put their impact stuff over the fact of how big of an impression they made on people in WWF and ECW. I'll put it to you this way. If you take out one of those three tag teams and just have the other pairs go off and try and become as big as they have been the hardys go off with either edge and christian or the dudleys and are bigger than the dudleys and edge and christian ever could be i think the hardys are the linchpin out of the three of those and and mainly what jeff did and kind of how they were i i don't think i think they get underrated as a tag team and and kind of what they inspired because they were the ones doing the bigger moves jeff's was the one that did the biggest moves and, and got the most attention. You you do know that the Dudleys are like 23 time tag team champions across the world, not just in ECW and WWF. Like they, they've drawn in Japan, they've drawn everywhere they go. So the, the name alone sells hell. They brought the WWF brought the Dudleys back to put people over for a year or two. Like what? Two, three years ago, whatever that was. So I, I get what you're saying, but I, I can't because I don't they were kind of a goofy fucking just spot monkey team for the longest time and then they did more spotty shit and then I, I don't know like well, I, well, I never we, really we, put we, them we very high honestly we, we don't have to desecrate the uh, legacy of the Hardys to to big up the Road Warriors like the Hardys are a great team and they yeah. I mean you all you got to do is turn on to TNT Wednesday nights and you can see the Hardy influence up and down that entire roster so that, that I understand what he's saying, but when I talk about the greatest, when I'm the way I separate the greats from the greats were the Melon Farmers that drew money, and at least in my lifetime, there hasn't been a tag team that drew the money that the Road Warriors did. I mean, they were literally a main event tag team. How many main event tag teams have we had in the last forty years? That's why I said I think you could argue Dudley's for current era because they, they could main event a show. That name alone would main event a show. I'm not the kidding. Hardys. It depends on the uh, the time I, when you're catching them. I think you're wrong. But the but the Warriors main event its territories. I'm not. Oh talking yeah, about no, the show. Warriors you know are huge mean? comparatively. It's not and, even the same spectrum. And let's take you know wrestling out of it. Talking about good matches because I you you know match for match, Road Warriors and it, they're not a match with the Hardys. Match for match, 
you know, I, I can't remember a memorable Road Warrior match except for when they clashed with the Steiners because I was a kid. Weren't they I in was the WCW and there was like Clash of the Titans? Weren't they in the scaffolding match that Jim Cornette fell from? Yes, he, yes, they I were. I believe they were. Yes, <laughs> when he tore, blew out his ACL or something. Yeah, Fuck that, Jim that was it. <laughs> uh, all right, that's a good way to bring it together. And rest in I peace, mean, yeah. Road Warrior Animal. That would be a hell of a title, wouldn't it? Rest in peace, Road Warrior Animal. No, fuck, and fuck Jim Cornette no, too. Fuck, <laughs> fuck Jim Cornette and rest. Yeah, that's wrong. I'm sorry. I'm not. Yeah, I'll just. Yeah, I'll just say I'm sorry. You, 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 you ended it so beautifully and so poetically and so perfectly. Even I had to shut the fuck up, and then you ruined it. Oh, you want me to keep talking? No, actually, no. Oh, you want to talk you, about? You're only. You want to talk about Clash of Payback? Oh boy, if we must. <laughs> Let's take a commercial first, Alfred. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. You want it, Chris? You want it? Do I want what? What is it? ChairShot Network. Let me pull the curtain back a little bit. I don't even like that really myself as much. <laughs> but, just to, but just to watch you cringe. Oh, it just it just it, it makes it worthwhile. Uh, there you go. Alright. Clash of Champions. Uh, go ahead. I know neither of you are looking forward to talking about this. I'm actually looking forward to the show. Dude, I don't really? even know a match on it aside from the kickoff show I think is Asuka and Zelina Vega now, but like Ah, right. I, I, my well, attention's been elsewhere. So somebody fill me in on why this is important and what the fuck is going on. There's nine. Well, we can do what? There's nine but, titles. Uh, two, like... There's nine titles <laughs> and they're all on the line. So uh-huh. go ahead, Andrew. Why don't you pick a title and I'll tell you what the match is going to be. Okay, the Intercontinental. That's actually one of the better storylines going into this triple threat ladder match. Sami Zayn. Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles. Are you interested? As a match, sure, that should be okay. That well, should, so should be pretty Sammy good. Sami Zayn is claiming that he never lost his intercontinental title. Which is correct. And yeah. he's come back so, and he's been, uh, done a great job as a heel. And Jeff Hardy has the belt and got it from AJ, who claims all this, that, and the other. And that's kind of the storyline we got. And it's probably going to be one of the best matches on the card. Chris. I, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Why don't you go ahead? No, you're fine. You, uh, I was going to say basically the same thing you said, just a little bit better, but you already said it. Uh, one thing, though, I, I will add. What do y'all like better? Do you like Sammy uh, Guevara or Shea Zayn? Which one do you like better? Who's the better? Uh, Sammy Guevara is get... a different person. So let me let no, me ask no, let me ask the no, question no, let me ask the question better than you did. Then which Sammy do you like better, Guevara or Zayn? Yeah, okay. Of course, Zayn. Y'all y'all don't get it. That's cool. That's fine. Y'all didn't get it. Was it a Jewish thing? No, it wasn't a Jewish thing, motherfucker. You never heard of Che Guerrero? Are you an an, are you an anti dentite? What the hell did you just say? I think he changed religions for the jokes. 
<laughs> you change religions for the jokes. That's actually not a bad title right there. You change religions for the jokes. I kind of I kind of like that one. That's a classic uh, Seinfeld that, episode. Yeah, I was about to say, wasn't that Walter White did no, that? Yeah, Tim Watley. He's Tim Watley, the dentist. And then, yeah. you know, he tells Jerry he he uh, converted to Judaism. And then instead of, and then when he's, you know, cleaning his teeth, he tells him all these Jewish jokes now that he's converted to Judaism. And he's like, you know, you just converted. Or you think you should be, you know, and, and then he goes and Jerry goes and confesses to the priest. And the priest goes, well, this makes you upset as a, as a, as a Jew. And he goes, no, it makes me upset as a comedian. <laughs> and All the right. guy was played by Brian Cranston, who also played Walter White in Breaking, Bre- Breaking Bad. One of the more the underrated dad. actors like that. That Mellon Farmer has, yeah, Malcolm in the Middle's dad. That Mellon Farmer has range, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes, that's an understatement, but yes. He's up there with, y'all don't know this name, um, this guy named Phil Lewis. He's a brother. The the two black people that listen, they're going to pop when I say this. He played uh, he played T.C. the Pimp on the Wayans Brothers, and then he turned around and played the uptight uh, manager of the hotel on Zach and Cody. That That's um, amazing range as well. So I, I know who that is. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know who it is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just talking about underrated actors in their range. That's all. So oh, back, back, back to uh, so Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, or Sami Zayn. Okay, so the oh, who's gonna win? Sure, no, no, I'd like to see Zayn sure, win. Sure, sure. Who's gonna win? I'd, I'd like to see Zayn win that just because I kind of give some relevance, and the other two aren't exactly out to pasture or can't recover from a loss. What if what if it's AJ and Jeff Hardy at the top and AJ fumbles the IC title away just like he did the Money in the Bank and Sami Zayn catches it? <laughs> that just didn't gonna they, be his gimmick this year? Didn't they just shit do that fingers? shit like four minute four months ago at WrestleMania? Just I'm just saying. No, but he's AJ Shitfinger Styles. Now that's call, uh, gonna, it's called it's called the He's gonna back. come out like covered in stickum. It's gonna be fantastic. All right, he's Chris, gonna you look pick like that a title. kid from Little Giants, where he's just gonna have fucking stickum all over him. It's gonna be fantastic. That's gross, Chris. You give me a title. <laughs> okay, cool. So we're gonna go with the Universal Championship, which this has also been a very interesting build for this one. Go ahead, you know which, the match. Which is Roman Reigns, my man, new teeth and all, horse face killer, with a. <laughs> I think I already used that joke on John Elway, but it applies here too. Versus his his cousin, y'all keep telling me it's Jay, or no, you keep telling me it's Jimmy. No, it's Jay. No, he keeps saying it's Jay. He I know who they are. He knows the difference. Let's I know not go who back they are. Come on. Okay, so Jay Uso, which this has been an interesting build as well, because the only reason he even had an opportunity was because Big E got not got jumped by Sheamus. So he couldn't uh, he couldn't compete in the fatal four way to determine the next contender. Paul Heyman talked Jay into the match, talked to you know Adam Pierce and got him in the match. He ends up winning, and then this whole time Jay bless his heart has just been totally oblivious to the fact that Roman couldn't give two shits about him. So Jay's been running around for the past few weeks on SmackDown challenging people to matches on Roman's behalf, and he's all like, "Yeah, ooze, yeah, ooze, we gonna get him, we gonna get him." And Roman is just look at him like, you motherfucker, I should smack the shit out of you if I didn't love your mama. <laughs> I, I mean, what am I, am I wrong here, Tony? How am I wrong? How have you been reading this storyline then, sir, if I'm incorrect? I, I've just been enjoying it. I don't even think we're going to see... We might not even see a match on Sunday between these two. 
You don't think so? We think it's going to happen. Uh, I don't know. It's it's for some some way or the other down the road or or hopefully sooner than later, we're going to see both Usos behind Roman. You might be onto something because part of Roman's new gimmick has been um, I don't work by the hour, motherfucker. So maybe we don't get a match. I would love to see a match between these two. They've probably been wrestling for 30 years amongst each other, so I'm sure they have pretty good chemistry. I don't think you're going to see anything very special as far as storylines go and title changes, but I think you're going to see the fact that this is going to be the one thing that, uh, once again, you didn't see coming, to, just a call back to SummerSlam. I, I could get that, because I think this is a transitional pay-per-view. I don't think a lot of issues are going to be solved. I think this is just to, to I actually think this is to enhance the storylines, you know? I mean, so, what... What about what about let's talk about we're on WWE right now. You guys don't really seem to want to talk about the pay per view, but what about what happened with Retribution? We got we got Slap Nuts and um, T Bone and T Bone Slap No T Buzz. It's T Buzz Chili and Left Eye, right? T Buzz. T Bar Mace and Slapjack, just to be official. And Dajkovic playing Bane. Now, is he playing Bane or is he playing John Moxley playing Bane from like a year ago? And He's playing like... John Moxley and playing the... Bane, playing John Moxley, playing Bane. Oh, nice! <sighs> Head blown. Yeah, so it's like a yeah. being John Malkovich kind of moment. This is gonna be fantastic. Yeah. It's the meta. You're just the meta. going like this. Hello, WWE. We are retribution. <laughs> We will take over everything, starting with the tag team titles. Okay. We've been causing havoc, and now we've signed contracts in order to continue to cause havoc, because apparently that makes sense somehow. Well, I guess you gotta eat, so, you know, you might as well get a paycheck. If you're gonna be fucking shit up, you might as well get a paycheck to do it, right? How many, <laughs> how many of you in here are assholes? Yo! Hey! Hey! You know, the the one good thing I can say about Retribution, which I guess you've probably also noticed, and it might be something for you to remark on at some point, they are a very diverse cast, more so than a certain other company that likes to talk about diversity. <laughs> We've got more diversity in Retribution than we do in AEW, really. Because yeah. it's what, Mia Yim, Mercedes Martinez, Dio Madden, and then Do- uh, Dominic Dijakovic. So, yeah, he's sure, foreign, so, he- he's uh. mayonnaise, but at least it's foreign mayonnaise. It's so foreign it's mayonnaise. Flavor. It's, it's, it's helmets. It's helmets. <laughs> it's miracle whip. miracle whip. I got you. No, no, it's helmets. That's supposed <laughs> no, to be miracle no, whip. No, it's, it's Russian helmets. It's different. It don't, it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's potato mayonnaise. We make mayonnaise exactly. out of potato. Exactly. We not make of egg. Egg. Egg is very rare. We make from potato. Irish, they care about potato, not Russia. No, not here's Russia. how you make... Uh, we use potato you... for vodka and, and si. mayonnaise. But when you make Russian <laughs> mayonnaise, you crack potato open to make mayonnaise. <laughs> it's good stuff, yes. It's that weird uh, mayonnaise relish combination that all the burger places <laughs> have, and they swear it down. It's a secret sauce, and it's like, no, motherfucker, this is mayonnaise and relish combined. There ain't no secret <laughs> left about this shit. <laughs> ah, true, true. Aside from the stupid names, you know, you have to admit at least they did make an impact. People weren't shutting up about it for like the last three days, either taking the piss out of it or not. Like they're talking about it, and isn't that kind of the point of a new group or a new thing to get people bitching about it one way or the other? Yeah, touche. When you look at it like that, I mean, you know, I could nick some pits about. 
how they've been produced and and how this storyline has come across, but it does have people talking. So, yeah, there is that. And shout out to the Hurt Business, man. It was like 30 of them melon farmers. And it was like, all right, fuck it. Let's take these jackets off. Let me get off these cufflinks. We're going to get it in. That's just cool when people don't back down from fights. It just looks badass, you know? I mean, you're called the Hurt Business. It would look pretty bad if they backed down from a fight. Still. I just wanted to I just wanted an opportunity to big up the hurt business, man. I'm really digging it. I'm seeing a lot of uh comparisons to the they're calling them the Black Four Horsemen or the Black Evolution and that's cool cuz that's good company to be in and I'm just digging it. So shout out to MVP who's had an well, dare I say MVP caliber year. Any thoughts the Black on... Stallions would be a much better name than the Hurt Business though. What do you If want, you're 80, going with the Horsemen thing? Band? What are you, an 80s breakdancing group? <laughs> they could be. Oh, my God. Could you imagine Lashley coming out with the cardboard? No, and, and I can't. He comes out with the beatbox, and they just beat the fuck out of people. It's going to be fantastic. Well, like, I actually want to see that happen now. While Cedric oh, freestyles in the background. <laughs> That's, yes, exactly. <laughs> see, you can see it now, too. It works so well. Breaking three, your neck. That's what it is. Can we bring in Teddy Long and all he does is this the whole time? The player, 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 player. <laughs> this is why nobody likes you all in the world, by the way. <laughs> this is why this bullshit like this. This is why. <laughs> I'm over here trying to get a black man a job and you're shitting on me. <laughs> Look at that. Well, Keeping a black uh-oh, man uh-oh. down. How could you? No, no, no. We, we we have to. No, that was brilliant. I, we have to take a minute to appreciate. I don't put Tony over much, but that was brilliant. That was that was brilliant. <laughs> oh, that was good shit. That was good shit. <laughs> and that's Clash of Champions, folks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Drew and Orton should be good too, man. One of them got a. Uh, they just keep kicking each other in the head and face. So that should be good. Cool. Yeah. All right. Andrew's dying to get to the G1. So. <laughs> Man, at least it's something I watched. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. Hey folks, listen up, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Pins, stickers, illustrations. Angrylemonade.net. This is my yard now. TheChairShot.com. Always. Use your head. Andrew, we are well into the midst of the G1. I, I'm pretty sure there is some big news from Block A. Tell us what's happening. I mean, it t- depends on big. Like, it's only the second day of matches for Block A, and by the time this show goes up, it'll also be the second day of matches for Block B, but I obviously don't have those results yet. Jesus but... Christ, your dick has been hard all weekend, 
building up to talking about this topic, and then you start out, well, it's not that big. It's not the only thing. Why did you start yelling and showing excitement? Do you watch the chair shot? Do you read all this shit? There's Noah's N1 victory. There's All Japan's Champion Carnival. Stardom's five-star Grand Prix just ended. It's not like I've been pining over here for fucking G1 Climax 30. I have not been almost at Climax waiting for the next fucking show. Thank you. There's a bunch of other shit to watch. Well, if you love if if you love Japan so much, why don't you move there? (laughs) (laughs) Right now, and they don't like like foreigners. They they are one of the most traditionalistic, like xenophobic, you know, kind of company kind of countries out there. So it's not it's not just Japan. Uh, There was a, a brother over that was playing basketball over in China. And he got permanently banned from the league because he got a lap dance by a Chinese woman. So it ain't just Japan, bro. There we go. Well, I'm just Japan is I'm, like ninety nine point nine percent Japanese people for a reason. So uh, anyway, though, so since we're talking G one and not any of the other tournaments I brought up, the biggest news to come out of A Block this past day, which had happened today, as we're we're talking about this was Taichi beat Minoru Suzuki to go up to go to 2 and 0 in A block so that that's a big upset cuz Taichi isn't really seen as a heavy hitter and Suzuki is fucking Suzuki and he's the leader of Suzuki Goon and Taichi's in Suzuki Goon so that that could cause some interfaction stuff you never know and Jay White, the one that I picked to win this and face Naito at G1 when we made our predictions a couple weeks ago Beat Ibushi, which I think was your pick, if I remember correctly. It, just, so just digging that knife in, huh? Little, you little, little, little twist, little twist. <laughs> so they might beat Ibushi to take an early, you know, equal lead in the block, where it's Jay White, Taichi, and Will Ospreay are both. All, all three are two and zero, and then obviously there's one ones and zero and twos, but it's it, it's still very close because it's only the second day of tournament action for A Block, so. And anything strike you? Anything you caught? Anything you care about? Osprey is somewhat of a dark horse because prior to the whole world going to hell and shutting down, he, he was getting quite the substantial push in New Japan, if I'm not mistaken. You with, with, yeah, so he could be a dark horse in this thing. Um, do I think they're going to try to main event the Tokyo Dome with him? Because I'm assuming, I'm assuming the plan is by January to be able to have it at full capacity or damn near full capacity so I don't know if that's a match him versus Naito can you sell out a, an, an arena with that or the Tokyo Dome with that I, I don't know but I would keep an eye on him I think he is a dark horse in this uh, in this tournament your man Jay White obviously they've strapped Rocket to his ass and you know I've done a complete 180 on him because I, I thought he was a great wrestler but didn't have personality but then he turned heel and He's a great heel. He's a he's a very hateable guy. Number one, he got one of those faces that you just want to punch. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, he's been doing great work. But I, I'm not giving up on my man's. I'm not giving up on Abushi here. I still think that we're gonna see uh, Naito versus Abushi in the Tokyo Dome in a uh, loser breaks their neck match. Oh, one one loss isn't a death knell at all. No, you're you're completely right there, especially because Okada's in the one loss bracket. Jeff Cobb is in the one-loss bracket. Suzuki's now there. I mean, we've got Ishii is 0-2, and, the, you know, the uh, the dragon Shingo Takagi is also 0-2 currently in A block. So there, there's... 
there, there's there's some beaters that are zero and two. So it's three losses is where it gets a little dicey, but two losses you can still recover from. And Ibushi's only got one, so it's still possible. Like the, it's only like I said, it's only the second day of action, so shit is still wide open. So is, is juice that juice is there, right? Juice is in B block though. Okay. No, I, I was just asking because the, the question I was asking was, and I know we've gone over this, but for myself, I have the memory of a raisin, and I'm sure our listeners <laughs> do as well. I, I just wanted to know, you know, besides Jay White and Juice and, and Osprey, some of the other gaijin that may be in the tournament. Okay. So Jeff Cobb is one that I you mentioned. Did, you just, you just brought up Jeff. Yes. Gaijin. yes. Uh, Kenta, even though he is. Japanese born he still lives in America so that's why he wasn't on TV for the first few weeks and had to kind of come in and he was on that New Japan Strong show they've been doing on Fridays so I'm not sure how you exactly want to classify him because this is technically his first match back with the Japanese fans in six months so he's not really a gaijin but it's still kind of a welcome back pop which even though they don't like him I think in his first match they were still kind of happy to see him. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, no, I could get that. It's kind of like uh, Cena over here. You know, the let's go Cena, Cena sucks. But if Cena showed up tomorrow, everybody would be excited about it. And Zack Sabre is technically a gaijin, even though we've seen him since they came back because he. I think he got stuck in Japan. I think he was doing shows and then he couldn't get out for whatever reason when quarantine hit. So he's kind of been stuck there a little bit. He needs to get out of Japan and eat some more chicken or pork or something like that. He's vegan. He, he too, doesn't do too that. Too much rice. Stop it. You gotta stop no, eating no, no, rice. He's vegan. Yeah. He's been, yeah, he's been skinny shows. bendy boy for a while. It's it not shows. just a Japanese thing. Skinny bendy with his, boy. Uh, I mean, with skinny his prank, bendy boy. With his Frank Grimes looking ass, I just popped DPP. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Perfectly he's still a great technical look. wrestler, though. You really, you really can't take shit away from Saber, even though. He has the build of a 14-year-old, you know, high school student. He's still insanely proficient when it comes to technical wrestling. So he makes it work. He's a fabulous wrestler. I'm not taking away his ability, but if you're trying to make some money in this industry, you got to do something. It's kind of like when what y'all were talking about before we went on the air, when I interrupted your conversation. You got to do something to stand out. You brought up Seth Rollins uh, putting the blonde streak in his hair. My most famous thing is uh, uh, Daniel Bryan growing out the beard and growing out the hair you know what I mean just mm-hmm. doing whatever he can to not just look like cookie cutter white dude and doing something to try to stand out Zach you got to do something man add some hey. chick go go pescatarian okay but honestly <laughs> though lo- looking like an emaciated child in one of those feed the world kind of movies or kind of commercials that works too we're talking about him it's different if you're not on Epstein's plane that look don't work okay Wow, more Epstein comments, Jesus. <laughs> I saw an, op- an interesting day. Yeah, I saw you saw an opening. Thank you. Oh boy. Dear Mr. Carter, please excuse well for Epstein from school. Sincerely, Epstein's mother. Oh. Yeah, because Epstein was missing a day of school. <laughs> You're allowed to make fun of pedophiles, man. Come on now. I don't care if they're dead or alive. Fuck them. I never said you weren't. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's just a hell of a transition. Let's talk about Zack Sabre looking, you know, the way he does. And it's only okay if Epstein's in the crowd. God damn. 
Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure he does okay in in England, and he he seems to be doing pretty well for himself in Japan. Did you want to talk so, about Ron Jeremy I'm this sure week, Andrew? Joga. Oh, oh come on! <laughs> I I looked that up. Are any of us surprised at what he's accused of? <laughs> what his job was? Come on! You made it seem like he murdered a body and then fucked it. It's like no, he just did what I assumed he did. Well, it's not. It's not his his profession. It's his look. Like if if you had to draw, <laughs> yes, that too. <laughs> I mean, the profession doesn't help. But if you had to draw what you're implying, yes, it looks a lot like that. <laughs> yeah, man. Spot on. Spot on. So Zack Zaber, stay away from Ron. Apparently, see stay how tight it. White panel vans. That's, that's all. Just <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good thing they don't drive that much in Japan. Maybe that's why he likes staying there. They take transit for most shit. But of course he does well there. He's like two feet taller than everybody else. He stands out. Oh, he's like eye to eye with Okada and most of the wrestlers. You well, stop. Okada's about what? Six, Okada's about what? Six two, right? He's like six two, six three. Yes. Yeah, that's an anomaly. An anomaly. Everybody's like his size. What you mean that wrestles? Yes. That's why they oh, wrestle. Okay, Ishi. Ishi's like five feet tall. He's just a fucking bowling ball. That's all he is. Even shaped like one. I, I don't understand your argument here. He's a legit badass. Like I don't understand what we're arguing here. No, I'm just saying not, not all tall people are wrestlers. Sheesh. Not all tall people should be wrestlers. It's like going if you're tall, you play basketball. That's you, pretty you much. You probably got that a decent bit in your life too. Like I know I got that too. Oh, you said, Todd, did you play basketball? Fuck I mean, you. Yes, but fuck you. <laughs> I mean, that's how it works. Have you ever heard of Kwame Brown? You know? Yes, yes, Just I have. You play basketball. It's a good way to make a living. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, if I was seven foot, yeah. I'd be on the end of somebody's bench right now, too. Well, probably not now. I'm probably, I'm too old now. So, I'd, But I, I'd be somebody's college coach by now. All right, if you had a jump shot or something like that, you could still find work. LeBron's teams usually need some people to go for under cap space. It's fine. Those no, I mean, I'd probably, be, I'd probably be like in the front office right now trying to uh, finagle a GM job somehow. Yeah, that actually, that checks out for you, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'd be doing by now. They, I would have flushed out the league like five years ago, but, you know, they liked me, so they kept me on, and, you know, I got with a team, and, yeah. Your ass is on the road. You're the color commentator. Oh, Jesus. I love home team color commentators, though, because they're so biased because they're scared to say something wrong because the owner pays them, so they're scared to be critical of at, of the team at any time. So they're just... So that's they're... perfect for you. <laughs> yes, because I'm scared to say anything wrong or critical. No, but you love to run on your bias. I mean, we've we've made the jokes a few times. You you obviously put certain groups over and certain wrestlers over. You could do the same thing with whatever the hell team you were the color commentator for. Excuse me for trying to big up black people in fucking America. Oh my god, I'm such a racist. I'm such a horrible person. What the fuck? No one said Consider that, but but jeez, you're just like he won a he won a seventh grade spelling contest. You are like you're like Malcolm fucking Bivens when it comes to just this shit you search for. Let's bring you're out the, just just like fucking Christ. Let's bring out the jump to conclusions, Matt, eh? <laughs> I like that game. Don't get hit by a car, all right? 
Word. Well, that's always the plan. I almost got hit one time, but I was still to jump to conclusions or to get hit by a car. No, hit by a car. Oh, okay. Well, if you jump in front of it while you're well, playing your game, it works. Well, thank God I was still young and athletic, so I literally like jumped over the hood of it because it was it was snowing and I was walking down the street and they hit an ice patch, and the front end of the car came towards me, and I was able to literally jump up and miss the hood. And okay, that's kind of cool to be honest. Yes. And then the the young lady, she got out the car and I said, "Are you all right?" She said, "Me." <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, true story, man. That's a shoot, brother. That was many moons ago. Nowadays, I'd tear every bone in my legs. <laughs> you'd be able to do it one more time, and then you'd wind up in traction. And they'd be like, did the car hit you? No, I avoided it. Uh-oh. That's I, why I'm I, fucked up. I probably should have <laughs> let it hit me. At least I'd be walking. <laughs> and it wouldn't be your insurance that covers it, then, if it's somebody hits you. That's good. <laughs> You're like, it's somebody else's money. Yes. <laughs> So, okay, so... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Sonny. I was going to say, Andrew, why don't you wrap up the G1 for us, uh, your early, early uh, thoughts and and look forward as to what we're going to see. I mean, like I was saying before, it's really early on. My my early picks, as we knew, were Jay White. You know, Tetsuya Naito might end up winning B-Block just because there's... If he ends up winning the whole thing, maybe they run back that Hiromu story that they never got around to with the anniversary show because that would probably sell really well in Japan and after the loss to Taichi my dark horse doesn't look exactly fantastic but Suzuki was my dark horse pick because with Noah doing some stuff with Keiji Mudo and kind of flirting with the concept of him getting the Noah heavyweight belt to complete the major championship kind of triple crown that they have in Japan Suzuki is only the New Japan title off. So New Japan could kind of run and Suzuki in the Tokyo Dome counter to Muto if that was Noah's plan, just to kind of, if, if they wanted to play kind of a petty undercut kind of game of, oh, you think you can do history? We could do history too. And, you know, yada, yada, yada. So Suzuki was my dark horse for that reason. So real quick, before we move on to topic four, I just have a real quick question and hopefully you'll have some sort of answer for me. I've been seeing a lot of Will Ospreay backlash on social media as of late. Do you have any idea as to why that is? Oh, yeah, it's because of the speaking out thing. Cause Did he get accused too? No, he got a, it was sort of. He got accused, him and his girlfriend, B. Priestley, got accused basically of blackballing a female wrestler in I, IPW or Rev Pro or somewhere in England where a lot of these took place because they were kind of taking up for Will's buddy and not taking the girl's side. So they basically were protecting him by saying, you know, hey, you know, he he didn't do it, get her the fuck out of here, yada, yada, yada. So she ended up, I'm pretty sure, ending her career and just kind of leaving wrestling because of the blackballing and the harassment that came from it. So Mm. he didn't participate directly, but he's getting a lot of flack for that aspect of it where he basically forced somebody out of wrestling because he took his buddy's side instead of hers and well, be thank, cooperated well thank god I've already reached my uh, controversial quota for the episode cause I don't want to touch that with a 10 foot pole we can go ahead and move on 
<laughs> well, I'm glad because I'm like I'm pretty sure my my opinion wouldn't have been exactly well received either. So yeah, we don't have to talk about that. No. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Well, we got to get rid of Keith Lee now, too. Damn, they just keep taking all my good sound bites from the Wednesday Night War there. Haven't played that one. <laughs> haven't played that one in a while. But let's start with the main event from AEW tonight. We we touched on this beforehand. COVID hit AEW, so Lance Archer is out, and Andrew in steps to the main event against John Moxley. Eddie Kingston, because it makes sense, you know. He came in second in that Royal Rumble twenty-one casino jump. I don't, I don't know what the fuck twenty-one Jump Street match. Is that what it was? Did, was Johnny Depp in it? I don't. know. Or was it the new one with Channing Tatum? It's no. And and uh, not Seth Rogen. Um, Jonah Hill. <laughs> yes, and Ice Cube. <laughs> it was a good day. But, it was, it was, but, you know, as, as we've already talked about a little bit, I haven't been able to watch much because yay, today, yay. today was, <laughs> was uh, a, a, a doubleheader from Noah's N1 Victory where they had a morning and a night show, and then G1 happened as well, so I was kind of busy after work because having a 9-to-5 job and then trying to fit in other stuff between then and, and podcasting, is it's a tight schedule. God damn, I can't wait till your mail order bride gets here so maybe you'll calm the hell down and perhaps participate in some American activities. I'm sorry, I like good wrestling, not this shit. (laughs) What? Dynamite wasn't bad tonight. What I saw of it at least wasn't bad. That's nice. Wasn't bad ain't exactly how I would describe everything I've watched because everything i watched so far has been pretty fucking good. So I, I prefer pretty fucking good over wasn't bad. You're right. That was a very Andrew-esque reaction. You're it right. Was. I'm, I'm going to say Dynamite was good. I, I enjoyed what I saw. I, I really liked the, the women's tag team match with friend of the show, Thunder Rosa, and the AEW women's champion. Andrew, help me out here. Hikaru Shida. God bless you. Hikaru Shida. Um, you know, a private party getting to rub up with Matt Hardy and, and Chris Jericho, two legitimate legends. That's a good rub for them, and they hopefully the they can learn. <laughs> Hopefully they can learn from them because the, both of those young men are, are super talented. They're super green also. But, I mean, if you can't learn from Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy, who can you learn from? And I also like them putting Matt Hardy, uh, having Matt Hardy associate with them because, I mean, that is like their spiritual father in the game. They're they're very Hardy Boy-esque. Can we all agree to that? Yeah, I think we've agreed with that when we talked about them last few months yes you're not wrong and hardy takes the uh 
the managerial role very well. And shout out to the main event. I thought that was pretty well. I've been real critical of Mox lately, but I thought this was a good match. I love that Eddie Kingston is getting a shot in the big time just because he can talk. And I mean, there's not a lot of guys that can talk nowadays. He can talk his ass off. True, but when you look like Joe from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, there's kind of an issue with believability, isn't there? But he looks like a dude that could beat somebody's ass, though, does he not? No. He looks like 10 years ago. He looks like a dude that can barely walk. He looks like the drunk dude at the pool table that you bump into when he wants to fight you, and then he fucking goes over at the fucking drop of a hat. He looks like the comic that's not Patton Oswalt, but has the same kind of build, but more looks like him. You know what I'm talking about, too. The comic like Patton Fucking Oswalt. what was that description? Are you like Hold a on, god at guess who? What is this? Looks like Patton Oswalt, but not quite. Looks like him, you know. You're not talking Does about Ralphie May, are you? I'm sorry, what? 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 You're not talking about Ralphie May, are you? No, that guy's huge. No, he's dead. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Looks like Patton Oswalt, but not quite. Uh, Who looks like Patton Oswalt? Now I'm stuck. But, but with the, the shaved head and then the beard. Oh, I can't think of the guy. Anyway, like keep Patton. going. Keep what going. Just keep going. What What has he been in? Wait a second. Now, I'm, now I got to figure yeah, this out. Yeah, I have no other clues for you. You should keep going. <laughs> shaved head? You're not talking Burt Kreischer, are you? I don't think so. Because he doesn't look anything like Patton Walswold. He's just a bigger boy, that's all. No, he's not that big. Um, Dan, no, just, no, I can just keep, just keep going. Just keep going. No, 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 this is, this is more fun. This isn't. It's not <laughs> going to go anywhere. It's definitely not Bird Crusher. Is he, I mean, is he recent or was he doing stand-up in like the 80s? have any so? other, no, yeah, yes, like early 2000s into the 10s maybe. I don't have a lot of information for you guys. Bobby Kelly? I don't know who that is. Okay, because he kind of looks like Eddie Kingston now. He was handsome in his day, but yeah, he's aged into an old washed guy, and he kind of looks like, he frankly looks like, I could say it, Eddie Kingston without the facial hair. No, not Bobby Kelly. Okay. It does. Now you bring Jim, it up. <laughs> Jim Norton. Jim Norton oh, is who I'm talking Jim about. Jim Norton. Why did I think of Jim Norton? Jim Norton's actually funny too. It looks like it looks like Jim Norton stepped out of the fucking bar and was like, Yeah, I'll wrestle John Moxley and put on this yellow and black <laughs> outfit. It was like, Oh, Jim Norton, his arms are a, bit, a little bit bigger than I thought, but his guts just as big as I thought it was. Shout out to Patrice O'Neill. He said Jim Norton looked like a kidney. <laughs> <laughs> but so y'all didn't like that match. And y- obviously y'all not here for Kingston. I thought the match was decent, but I just don't. It's hard for me to spend disbelief when Jim Norton comes out of the crowd to take on John Moxley. <laughs> there we go. Thanks. Thanks for bringing me back. I mean, but, I'm aware that both Kingston and Moxley have history with CZW and all that other shit so it wasn't going to be a bad match because they've been around the block together but I it, it doesn't get me moist you know what I mean like Eddie Kingston being the runner up in the, the Casino Battle Royal I wasn't exactly there for that in the beginning like it's he can talk yes he's decent in a like a managerial role or as an occasional wrestler if you need like someone to brawl 
but I, I can't take him seriously in a world championship bout. Would you really ever put the title on him? Okay, so number one, he doesn't look like the drunk guy that's stumbling over in the pool hall. He looks like the drunk uncle that everybody knows is a little off, and then one of the kids says something and Bobby ends Callahan? up getting jabbed in the throat by him. And ends up getting jabbed in the throat by him, which that's a shoot that actually happened to my little brother. Shout out to Uncle Sir Milton. Shout but, out to um, Saturday Night Live and Drunk Uncle. I like to call him Drunkle. Drunkle? <laughs> okay, so maybe he's not the guy you want to put the, the world title Drunkle. on. So then why have the match? Because you had to have a match. You advertised a world title match, and old boy came down with Debrona, or was around people with Debrona. That's what they said. And you got to have a match. So why not put on why a match with you guys? anyone else? Don't they because... have anyone else that looks more legitimate than fucking Jim Norton? <laughs> because you said... <laughs> why because it... you said it yourself. Why wasn't it Ray Phoenix? Why wasn't it... Because you you just said it yourself, Andrew. These are guys that have history that go back to CZW. You know they have chemistry, and they were going to put on a good match, and they put on a good match. Okay, sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily compelling television, though. For Phoenix would have been in, an interesting choice. Or That's Pentagon. fair. But... Pentagon would have been fine, too, if he was even there. They yeah, were. why does everybody like Phoenix better than Pentagon? Pentagon's more athletic. And Pentagon gets lazy at times. Oh, you mean Phoenix is more athletic? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Phoenix is more yeah. athletic. Pentagon gets lazy at times. Yes. Well, they they came out at the end though, and they jumped everybody, and then Darby Allen came out on the skateboard. And who's the brother? Who's the brother? Uh, uh Tony. I I've never heard of this guy, but he's Will Paul. Not Will. Will Bates. Hobbs. Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs. See, even he... I didn't even watch a show. Will Hobbs. Well, tell... He's got a lot of Will willpower. Hobbs. No, it's they part of his pair with someone named Calvin, though. I don't know. He's, he's just oh, Jesus Christ! Big dude. He's got a great look. He looks good in the ring to me. Yeah, they signed oh. him after that Casino Battle Royal because he's been doing pretty good on Dark, and he looked good. He stuck around for a while. You know, he, he's he's a big guy. Like they need. Like honestly, that's that's really the the role filler right there. Like. They need more big guys, more power guys that look like actual wrestlers and not like play wrestlers in their backyard or from Walmart. So, yeah, he, he's he could be something big. You you got you guys could have just told me I don't know a whole lot about him. Y'all could have just said that. We just did. That's what we just said. I mean, <laughs> you you just did, and this, you chose. This is yeah. what happens when it's not like we really have an itinerary for the show, and questions just come off the cuff. And I haven't watched American wrestling in like two weeks, so. Eh. So, what did you think of Dynamite tonight, Tony? Well, I only watched the last match, so it was solid. But you know, that's about it. You're, but Jim Norton's solid. Yeah, you're really. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you're really barking up the wrong tree and, here. And I'm, I'm assuming nobody watched NXT. I tried. It was just boring. I just didn't get time. I mean, I normally watch these things later, but that's not good for the podcast at the moment since was we're my, doing this now. Last week, of soft, <laughs> last week of softball, so I'm back next week. Full time. Oh, until football, until flag football season or some other goofy shit. No, I don't. No, two-hand touch. I guess it's rough. <laughs> I don't, Sometimes I don't, they clip your legs when they're going for the flag. It's just I mean. No, I don't, I don't do that. Somebody, something tells me you got a decent arm, though, Who on me? the quarterback side of the game. Yeah, you. Uh, I, I, I never was the greatest at throwing a football. So what was your position? What were you, running back? 
I didn't linebacker. Everybody played football, man. I'm not saying you had to play, you know. Yeah, he, uh, he's wide out, though. Football. It's funny. Okay, he's okay. okay. He's like 6'2 as well, like all of us here. So, like, of course, that's wide out or tight end. <laughs> and he doesn't have the meat on his bones for tight end, really. Well, we're not talking about organized football. We're talking about just everybody has played backyard football here, right? Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. There we go. You got your answer. You got wide out. Okay, cool. What yeah, he is. What's your position of choice? You? It is a joke. What do you are you want? The, are you the low-key quarterback? Is that what you were? You were you Michael Vick before it got big? Like, how, how are we doing this? I was. Um. I, yes, I, I. I was the quarterback guy, but I wasn't. Um. I. I wasn't that great of an athlete. Like, I. I knew how to play things, and I knew like in basketball, I would do that Dennis Rodman thing. You know how Dennis Rodman would jump like five times while you're still up in the air and get the 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 rebound. I, I kind of mastered that thing. So, I, yeah, I was never the greatest athlete, but yeah, I, I was the quarterback. I. I actually insisted that I'd be the quarterback. In basketball, I had like one move. It was like a crossover shake. Because even though I was like the tall guy, I never liked playing post because that just pissed me off. So I did, I did like the, the Dirk Nowitzki thing before it got cool. And people yelled at me all the fucking time because I was the biggest one on the court. I'd be like, no, but I want just give it to me on the three point line or like farther away and I'll sink the fucking shot. I just, I don't want to go down there. That, <laughs> just, pisses, that pissed me off so bad. And it still happens in pickup games. Hey, get in the post, big man. Hey, blow me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I but, know no, that one. But, I mean, shout out to NXT, man. I mean, they don't – it's a good show. It's just it, – it doesn't seem like anything exciting ever happens on NXT. And that I just don't good care. With, starting with EO and all that. That, that was a good sh- That was a good show. Granted, AEW also had even I can admit that was a really good show last week because mm-hmm. the parking lot match was actually really fucking good and everything made sense on that show. And speaking but, of white vans, yeah, but that that had an old woman in the front, so it's okay. It's they're they're usually unassuming. They're usually not the ones that say free candy on the side because there's also what like a caravan where the thing slid open and that's actually we came in. It wasn't white panel. Yeah, and Trent gets in all bloody and all the interior is all bloody in the back. No, it's fine. It was a rental. Don't worry about it. No, it was, her, it was his mom's new van. Oh yeah, sure it was. Yep. And I'm sure she put down some newspaper, and she probably has an ice pack or something. Here, honey, wrap this around your head. That would have been an awesome touch if he, she gave him like an ecto cooler and like an icy or something like orange that. Orange slice. Or orange slice, yes. <laughs> oh, they missed the stop there. But no, so let, last week, since I'm going to be a week behind on things because I have to play catch up on regular TV, that was really good for me, AEW. Not five star Meltzer good, but it was, it was good. And uh, that was actually one of the few things, a few times, I enjoyed the usage of Orange Cassidy. Because there is boys. Why would he not do one of his stupid things where he was hiding in the fucking trunk the whole time to come in and help him out? Because they're his buddies. I mean, so, you know, that means Trent's mom, you know, is kind of special to him, too. Because you don't want to watch your mom, you know, your buddy's mom get fucked over. So you're going to get involved. It made, it made sense. It was actually decent, but still built on a dorky fucking premise, but decent. It's like, you know, Buff Bagwell nowadays when it's cool. That's weird. All, all I can think about now is Orange Cassidy 
in the back of the van getting a hand job by Trent's mom with his hands in his pockets and his sunglasses on. That's all I can think about right now. You have weird priorities or weird way of compartmentalizing things then. I'm a complicated man, Drew. Apparently. All right, so can we take this out of an orange hand job or no? Yeah, we can. I'm just going to click it to... I was going to, I don't know. I got to kick it to plat now. <laughs> what? I got to do what plat. What are you going to do? <laughs> I got to kick it. I don't even know. You, you've befuddled me because of what you just said. So even Albert can't fix this one. Cause even Dunny's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not putting on, I'm not putting this on anybody else's commercial, but your own. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Seriously, though, y'all don't never think about this when you see older women. It, it was like, were, were you a groupie for the Almond Brothers or the Isley Brothers? Or, you know, did you bust it open for Jerry Lee Lewis? Because, I mean, they had groupies back then, and it's a lot of grandmothers running and aunties running around right now that was uh, that, that was busting it open for the Beach Boys. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Y'all don't ever look at old women and think those things? It's I'm just not, me? I'm I not... mean, the thought crosses my mind, Why? to be honest, Why but it's you... not like I imagine oh, you're it. Gonna, you're going to respond. Okay, go ahead. Uh, we, can, we can have a conversation about it. This is Potty's War. We go off the rails all the time. But... <laughs> I mean, I don't ever put thought really in motion. I just go, I wonder who she was a group before. Like, I wonder how much of a hoe she was back in her day. But it's not like then I imagine the old, like, grandma or auntie or something like that and me in the back of a Dodge Caravan or whatever getting a hand job. Like, no, that's a, that's a different level of layers that goes through your brain, buddy. I'm just thinking, man, I look at certain aunties and, and, and grandmothers and I say, hmm, I wonder if you got trained by Creedence Clearwater Revival or, you know what I mean? Like, did, did, did you suck off Jimi Hendrix back in 1963? I, I, I don't know, man. Maybe I am just a sick puppy. A little bit. Somebody's going to laugh at that segment, by the way. Clearly, y'all weren't here for it. I, I didn't thought... say it was horrible. That's why I entertained the conversation. <laughs> just, I'm just more like... confused than amused. That's where that one goes. I'm just saying, like, what? Don't 30... know why you take it to that next step? Because what thirty-five-year-old right now is walking around with a T-shirt saying, "My mom got dug out by Aerosmith T-shirt on"? I mean, if I knew it, that, I would. That'd be funny. It 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 happened. I know, but I, if I knew that, I would because it's funny. But you know, <laughs> I, I have a fucked up sense of humor too. But it's not like I'm imagining <laughs> that. It's not like I look at someone else's like fifty-year-old mom and go. Yeah, someone ran a train on you 20 years ago. You want to relive that night? <laughs> the last three minutes of Pot is War has been brought to you by a lack of judgment by PC Tunney. And now on to topic five. Just when they think <laughs> they got the answers, I change the questions. I did it for 
Amen. The Rock. I did it for The Rock. I did this for you. Uh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. I'm just saying, man, women didn't just start having sex like 10 years ago, man. Women been fucking, and the world's a much better How place. How do you think we're it. here? Exactly, and the world's a much better place for it. You ain't, you ain't like, like illuminating anything. <laughs> Look at it. Time is a flat circle. I understand they shit. God. So, okay, I guess we were talking about the cock enough. Can we talk about the rock or no? We good. <laughs> that wasn't bad. Okay. Not your best work, but that wasn't bad. I mean, no, it, it, you know, spot, you know, on the spot yeah. wasn't really. I, I, I yeah. painted you into a corner, man. It wasn't a, a whole it, you, lot. Of you really did. But, uh, but I'm thinking you paint brush me into the corner after that kind of conversation because that'd just be weird. <laughs> like your hand tastes salty, go away. <laughs> anyway. There's somebody's grandmother who, if you turn the black light on, their ceiling looks like a Jackson Pollock painting, thanks to the Little River Band. And I'm done. <laughs> I butt shove salt water all the time. Hey, Tony, let's not remember how you and Dave went back and forth with, like, airport hand jobs and doing weird shit in California. So, so hey, just because we don't have you on clip doesn't mean that you can't go back, like, four or five episodes and hear some, some compromising, interesting situations with you, too, trying to play innocent over there, Mr. Kingpin. <laughs> I've never been in California <laughs> in my life. Which is disgusting. Do you know how many germs and how disgusting airports are? And this was pre-Rona, and you, you and Dave why? is jerking each other off, and I'm shame on y'all. Oh, why do I? And, but, why do but I subject I'm, I'm, myself we to this every Wednesday night? But, but you we go won't. into a special club on the air, airplane. Like, I get that. That's a club, man. Come on. It's like Diners Club. You get a card for that. Mile High Club. It's something. Do you see the radical means they need to, to come say. back at me? It's <laughs> such radicalism. <laughs> <laughs> so instead so, of the shoe shine man, Tunny just sitting in the airport bathroom and he uh, <laughs> is wow. on the floor. And... That's just mean. <laughs> that was mean. I apologize, man. That was mean. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I, I apologize, Tunny. That was mean. Kind of have an interesting shine box right there. <laughs> <laughs> You're selling yourself short, man, a nickel. <laughs> Teddy, I love you, man. I apologize, man. I, 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 I can't help myself sometimes. Anywho, topic five. What are we talking about? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> that, that, That's a fair response. All right, last, uh... we're talking about... That's fine. I can, trust me, I dish it out with the best of them. I can take it. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. No more, no more. I don't need to hear it after that either. So, here we go. There you go. Uh, The Rock. Roman. Yeah? Yeah? I mean, we've been on that for a while, haven't we? Because that was a rumor, I think, last year, and then between... Leukemia, COVID, all that stuff. I'm, it's glad to, I'm happy to hear that The Rock officially said it in an interview where he's kind of open to the idea because that kind of makes sure that there's still the door is still open. That also kind of lends credence to a little bit of what we were speculating before about maybe The Rock and WWE have a little more together when it comes to the XFL stuff because he's not completely, you know, cut off from Vince and WWE. So. I kind of like that. It's it's 
it's enough of a comment to get your get your mind working and to wonder Roman Rock would be a huge fucking match. That'd be great. It would easily sell a WrestleMania to casual fans who haven't watched in a while. It would also, like I was saying before, make sure to keep the the scuttlebutt going about how in bed Rock is with WWE and what the XFL dealings are because that, that's just good because that's still scuttlebutt for The Rock in WWE and it keeps everything fresh and it keeps keeps things on people's tongues and talking about it. So all publicity is good publicity. So I like how a simple little comment like that can just spin off into God knows what. Kind of like how our conversations go. Well, irregardless, speaking of words that don't exist, irregardless yeah. of the XFL stuff, the Rock is the biggest movie star in the world, and he just so happens to be one of the greatest wrestlers of all time as well. So that door is not ever going to be closed. It's just not. You'd be a damn fool well, if unless you're... he wanted it to be. Well, Something he, he, he needs want... the money. <laughs> no, but I mean, he has legitimate love for the business. Yeah, you're right. It's not like he needs the money. And the only reason that this is news is because he was asked about it, and he actually commented, "Yeah, I'd love to do it." Obviously, we'd all love to see it. Obviously, it's probably the biggest match they could put on at this point in time because we don't know what's going on with Brock Lesnar. We don't know if he, in he's world, in his... In the world. It's the biggest wrestling match that could happen in the entire world, all wrestlers of every federation around the entire globe. It's the biggest wrestling match that could happen. Andrew, tell me it's not. The Rock being involved in anything makes it the biggest because, like Chris yeah. already said, and like we're right. all aware but, of. But Roman's the number one. Like, Roman's the number one guy for that. Then. Oh, he is. But you, I think we all know it's The Rock that would bring in the casual fan and the crossover appeal because he's he's the fucking number one movie star money wise. He's huge. He's a gigantic star. You bring that over, that automatically puts a spotlight on anywhere. He could take it to fucking CMLL and it would be the biggest fucking match if he was just going against like Blue Demon Jr. or fucking Psycho Clown or no, that's Who AAA. In but the you, Blue you, you know what Demon I mean. Hell Jr. is this. You, you, but you, you get what I'm saying though. It doesn't matter who he goes up against. The Rock makes it the biggest thing. Can you imagine if he did go to AAA and he had a match with Psycho Clown? Literally every person in Mexico would be at that arena to see that match. Yes, yeah, and they already <laughs> pull those out pretty well. But I'm just yeah. saying, like the the Rock is the major draw there. Yes, Roman is the current number one. I get you could argue Orton or something like that, but he is. There, there's a small argument, but you know Roman is still basically the new face of the franchise. So that it's it's an iconic match for WWE standards. But Rock being involved in anything is an iconic match in wrestling standards. But add the family connection. A, there's no other family connection for any other match. True, but if it was like The Rock versus Okada, that would be the biggest fucking match around too. What would be bigger? What would be a bigger match? Rock versus Okada or Rock versus Roman? It depends on the continent. You know, it's... That's a good question. Just because Rock versus Okada would get a lot of the AEW hardcore crowd plus the casual crowd that's just tuning in for The Rock. So it'd be like the Jericho situation with New Japan when they spiked a huge number. Yeah, the WWE's the biggest, you know, show in the game right now, and you, they by default they do more numbers than most people. But I, I don't know. 
The Rock it, and Roman Reigns are related, you guys. Yes, I'm aware. We, we all are. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like it. I don't think anybody's going to go, Oh my God, it's an inner family fight! Wow! Yeah. Double cousin three times removed! Shit! It, Nobody it, gives it, a fuck about that! If, if that's the case, Ray J and Snoop Dogg could headline WrestleMania because they're cousins. That's true. I, I would actually pay to Sasha see that. I don't think Dogg. it would happen. Yeah. Sasha and Snoop Dogg, intergender tag team match. <laughs> oh, don't bring up that S word. I don't need that smoke in my life right now. Uh, true, true, true. But, <laughs> yes, Rock, Rock brings it no matter who it's with. I get what you're saying, Tony. I'm just fucking with you a little bit. But I don't think they're going to even play on the family thing. It's just going to be the Rock well, coming in and Roman, how, how especially not, Roman's doing the heel no, thing. Well, well, hold on, though, man. How can they not play on the family thing if they because bring it? Roman to, doesn't bring give a fuck right now. Exactly. To, to play on the family thing, somebody's going to have to care. And you really think Roman's going to... I mean, you really think Rock is going to do much more than just maybe run him down? Aside from, I remember when you were a little fucking baby fucking in your diaper, fatty no, piece of man. shit. You, you could is... bring out Rikishi. You could no. bring out the Uso. Who wants to see Rikishi? This is perfect. Me, who because... I, don't even think Rikishi... I don't even think the Usos want to see Rikishi, and that's his dad. It's <laughs> different. That's dad shit, man. Dad shit. <laughs> Once Roman has the Usos behind him, and we're through with this Roman versus Jay storyline and the family's being established the rock comes on one friday night and tries to be all buddy buddy and over asserts himself as still the king of what's going on and roman takes offense and a storyline is born where rock is the face and roman's the heel because you don't diss the rock it, it writes itself that does that works in every other company though that we talked about and it doesn't necessarily have to it doesn't though because no other company connection. has the family connection and that would, that's what makes it special eh. you know, to some Jacob people Fox I can see it to some people I'm not, I'm not gonna there, there's really no reason to mill over this because some people don't give a shit because it's not like the, it, the family connection doesn't make the match better the family connection is not something you can go back on in the match. There's no callbacks. It's not like when people are trained by a certain person and you're like, oh, he used the, the million dollar dream because he was trained by Ted DiBiase or something like that. This is going to be, they're both Samoan. They have the same family. They grew up together in a way. Yes, there's an age gap, but you know what I'm getting at. But it, it you can't do that during the match. The match is going to be the match. People are going to watch it because it's The Rock in it. It's not going to be like, oh, they're related. What is this going to do now? Well, I, I got to side with Tony on this. The match is the match, yes. And the match is going to sell because it's the match. But the family connection, we can't lie and act like the family connection doesn't add a certain layer to the storyline. In an in, in a industry <laughs> that hasn't always been great on subtlety and nuance, that's a pretty nuanced storyline. As we I mean, like to say on this show, there's a lot of meat that on that bow, you know. WWE side of the game because there's there's a lot of nuance in other countries and how they wrestle and the references that get made and how the psychology works. So, sure, and I, I know you're enjoying the Mysterio family thing, so you're you tend to get very involved when there's a tangible family storyline or something to dig your teeth into. But I don't know. I, I just don't see how 
the family storyline adds anything to the match that isn't already there because of the fact that The Rock's involved. It's not like more people are going to tune in just because they're related. People are going to tune in because it's The Rock. Well, you you bring up an interesting point, man, talking about nuance and all of that. And, you know, one of the best things about not having fans there for WWE is that they've been able to tell the stories that they want to tell. Because, you know, a lot of these stories right now, and a lot of the storylines going on, we don't know if it would have bombed in front of an audience and they would have ended up calling an audible and changing the shit up all the way. But there's a lot of long-term storytelling that has been happening in WWE right now, which is why I'm invested because I love the story thing. You know, I love the, the episodic Mm -hmm. soap opera nature of professional wrestling. And I think most people do as well. So I got to give the WWE their props. And I don't think this happens if there's a crowd there. I mean, look at the, what do we have? We got the Hurt Business thing going on. We got Sasha and Bailey. We've got the uh, Keith Lee, uh, Randy Brown. Orton, Drew McIntyre conundrum. Um, the Alexa Bliss, Fiend, and, and Nikki Cross thing, whatever they're doing with that. Hell, even uh, The Miz and, and Morrison still in trying to steal Otis's money in the bank. Like, there is a lot of, there's been a lot of long-term storylines that have been told really since WrestleMania, or probably before, slightly before Mania, but basically during this whole pandemic and I don't think these things play out if there's a crowd there to poo-poo on it but but one thing I, I did want to bring up as well and you guys can can comment on that as well but the elephant in the room typically next month is when not next month November is when Wrestlemania tickets start to go on sale and at this point in time WrestleMania is a, a show without a home. I mean, I, I'm sure they could do it in Orlando at the Performance Center or at Amway or where the hell they're doing the Thunderdome thing now. But, you know, they got to be looking at this like, okay, so we would like to have fans in the stadium come April for the biggest show of the year. But I know LA's not going to commit to that right now, which is where Mania 37 was suppo- supposed to take place. I don't know. That's just interesting to me. WrestleMania seems like a, a show without a home at this particular point in time, and we don't know what's going to happen. Everybody's kind of just playing everything by ear. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, but I know. The, the, the other thing you have to think about, though, when it comes to what you just said with LA is not going to agree to it. I think didn't WWE give them till the end of the year to say yes or no or something like that? And I'm aware California is currently on fire. But you know, like, <laughs> thanks to a gender reveal party. Yes, yes, Christ. yes. But still, you never know. They might figure it out in a couple months. But in the same respect, I'm pretty sure every big show, big place that could hold it, or big big stadium, is going to be available because they they they're not taking bookings right now. They don't know what's going on with their state. So if Mania opens up and then suddenly MetLife in New York or uh, or the, whatever the heck uh, Superdome in New Orleans or whatever it's called now or something like or Jerry World in fucking Texas opens up and they go hey you know what we'll, we'll do it you know I'm pretty sure people will be chomping at the bit if they're going to get guaranteed 100,000 seats or whatever it is because you all set to think then people will be wanting to buy tickets because it's one of the first big events that you're allowed to go to since quarantine is simmering down hopefully by April of next year so 
it, there, there, there's a lot of variables, and it could break either way, but I don't really think it's going to break poorly for WWE. I think, if anything, they're kind of in the catbird seat right now, and if LA does fall through, they'll probably get more calls to them than they'll have to make out to other places. So, do you want to be the guy that owns the stadium that puts 100,000 people in there and theoretically what 75% of them and okay that's a that's a bit hyperbolic but 30% of them end up with the Rona and now you've got possible lawsuits on your hands because of negligence do you really want to take that risk and you, if you own a stadium you you put the, you put the waiver on the ticket or whatever i mean there's there's plenty of places that do that anyway where they have that whole I think baseball stadiums do the whole you have to pay attention while you're at the baseball park. If you get hit in the face with a baseball and you lose a tooth, it's not our fault. Like they, there is kind of the the the, the uh, waiver or whatever the indemnity kind of thing, kind of built into buying the ticket, which most people don't read that. So that that is what that is. But they could always cover themselves somehow. There, I'm pretty sure in six months or even at that point a year because everybody's lawyers have had ideas on how to do this moving forward and when things finally open up I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll figure something out okay so let's take legality out of the situation because touche to everything you just said as sensitive as I'm not going to say the world but as sensitive as America is right now in the court of public opinion do you really want to take that risk considering the possible backlash that could occur how is it different than the backlash that already occurred when people were saying it was stupid that wrestling was, you know, something like what, whatever the hell it was mandated by Florida that it was okay to have during quarantine and people were like, oh, everybody should be home and they should be safe. It's not something that people should have to go to. People find some kind of soapbox to stand on everywhere. You, My mentality, which is not necessarily in line with Twitter's, is you, you can't just play everything, you know, on walking on eggshells and just try to appease everybody because it's never going to fucking happen. Somebody's going to stand on and you're going to be demonized somehow or somebody's going to try to cancel you for something. So fuck it. Live your life. You know, if all the 100,000 people decided, you know, I want to do this, we're going to do it ourselves, it's our conscious decision, then be adults. Do it. Make the decision. There we go. There, that's your answer. It's it's not WWE's fucking fault. It's not the stadium's fucking fault. Everybody is an adult with their own brain and their own willpower. They can say yes and they can say no to going to the show. It's on them. So basically it's wrestling and nobody really gives a shit. That's fair. I mean, that works too, yes. <laughs> no, well, that's what you said initially and then, you know, you, you got on your soapbox. But I, I, I felt everything you said, but no, that's fair. Uh, Tony, do you have anything to add, sir? Anything? You want to say anything? Anybody want to say anything before we get up out of here? I think I said it a bit right there, so we're good. All right, well. All right, well, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir? Uh, on the Twitter, at IWC Warchief, if you feel like canceling me or, you know, whatever the hell. that That's fun. And uh, on the Twitter, you'll see a lot of the, the articles that I'm writing for the chair shot for the N1 victory pro wrestling noah's round robin tournament the b block for g1 because matthew uh, sarpacone is doing the a block and he's also did doing you, did you say that right close enough dude he, right. it, his, it's not an easy name to say 
Even he's had to tell me a few times because <laughs> it's not quite as Italian as it looks. That's that's the worst part about it. And he's also doing All Japan's Champion Carnival. So I'm I'm pretty sure if I pronounced it wrong, he'll tell me. But and I'm either way. Sure- isn't he patient zero for the coronavirus in the United States? If you listen to that <laughs> podcast we did back in like early February or late January or whatever it was, then yes, I believe you are correct. He got it from Japan. He came over from uh, his Wrestle Kingdom holiday. So real quick, Tony, before I, I throw it to you, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up that Hall of Fame Chicago Bears running back Gail Sayers also transitioned today, in addition to a road warrior animal. So I just had to say RIP to Gail Sayers, one of the greats. And if you don't like football, you've probably seen Brian's song, either the original or the remake, and that was all about him and the white dude that had cancer. That was his teammate. Uh, Tony? <laughs> I'll wait till you're done laughing. Um, I think that's the most apprehensive I've seen you before the whole plug at the end, Tony. Did this this show take you by surprise a little bit? Now that you guys are done, uh, R.I.P. Gail Sayers. Definitely, uh, I think. Him and Barry Sanders, the most two of the most electrifying running backs ever, and the things that they could do. Um, and Gail Sayers was was even better man, if you go back and take a look at, back at history. So R.I.P. to Gail Sayers and uh, his family, condolences and the Bears community as well. My name is PC Tunney. You can find me at PC Tunney. Head on over to thechairshot.com. Sports entertainment and sports entertainment thechairshot.com always use your chicka, head, chicka, chicka head. I, I second everything that PC Tunney just said about Gail Sayers BT Dub you all can find me on Twitter at the real C Platt but more importantly I say it day in and day out if you appreciate the content that we provide here at the chair shot day in and day out the best way to make sure we keep providing that content is by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. And now folks, it's not just about supporting your favorite website for news, reviews, opinions, and analysis with attitude. Apparently I got the cast of standees on my ass and I'm going to need some backup. I'm going to need security. So if you want to make sure that you can keep hearing this beautiful, sensual, sulky, voice of mine week in and week out why don't you pay for my defense fund pay for my my please i'm begging you i'm literally begging you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and keep those kazakhstanis off my ass hey man for the commissioner pc tunney for my brother andrew Belas, thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of potus war we'll be back next week same plat time same plat channel until then shalom hit it carly Son of a gun, you should have infidel. He walked into the party like you were walking onto a yacht. Your hat strategically dipped below one eye. Your scarf it was apricot. 